This is Rob Scott, and you're listening to Fundamental Shift. Hi, everybody. Today's show is called To Think or Not to Think, and it's really a discussion about when is it okay to think. Um, Something made me very angry just recently, and, you know, two ways you can deal with that is one is to figure out what's going on with you, you know, through thinking about it or going to therapy or, uh, you know, talking to friends about it or understanding things. Or you can go meditate and you can sit with that feeling and you can uh, experience what anger feels like. So when is it okay to choose, I want to learn about this, I want to do that stuff, I'm going to use my mind. And when is it, um, you know, maybe not okay? When should we actually try and be in the experience of something instead? That is the topic for today. There are all kinds of levels of, you know, paying attention. Think about somebody who really cares very deeply about Prada shoes versus somebody who cares very deeply about maybe societal issues or somebody who's trying to learn about their mind versus somebody who is exceptionally greedy and selfish. There's a wide spectrum there from, you know, being a very selfish sort of egocentric person out to somebody who's maybe more societal or worldly or even beyond that, uh, into, um, just, you know, being present. Um, there's states of thinking along those lines that really fall into play. And I think one of the things that Buddhism does that might be, um, you know, an error is that, uh, you know, they always say that while well, he wasn't enlightened yet, they, you know, he wasn't done yet. Um, if there's even the slightest inkling of seeing differences in people, you know, you'll often hear in, in stories that, um, you know, that that person had to go away for many years and come back later enlightened and finally done to where, you know, everything was the same, everything was oneness. And that's too large a goal, number one, for our society and where we are today. But number two, um, I don't believe that that's the point. We, we don't need to go, um, you know, we don't need to go backwards and we don't need to abandon technology and we don't need to move away from thought specifically. We just need to learn that thought is a tool. We need to understand deeply that thought is something that we can use um, within, you know, that realm of accomplishment that I talked about last week. And we need to understand, uh, you know, sort of where we are, become aware of where we are on that scale of Prada shoes versus, say, full enlightenment or something like that. And, you know, do we want to inch up the scale or not? To clarify my critique of Buddhism, I just want to say that it's because when they when they dangle a carrot of enlightenment, it it instills this time that there's amount of time that it takes to get there. And so, just as a quick side note, I think it's important to clarify that uh, we should strive, you know, toward enlightenment, but we shouldn't think that it's a faraway place. We need to understand that it's right here whenever we want it. So, uh, a little bit gentler with each other and and uh and how we find enlightenment i think is important that's all i meant by that so i have all kinds of ways i can relate to this world i could leave society and go live on a mountain you know more or less than that i could be deeply involved in society and try and 
uh, you know, live in it quietly. I could live in it loudly. I could do all kinds of stuff, right? That's a choice that's up to me. And I want to point out that the more deeply that we tend to care about things, the more we're going to run into things that can affect us. I talked about anger before. And it's interesting to think that if I want to have a girlfriend, well, then I'm going to be able to be offended on that level. I'm going to have something that I have to protect on some level in some situations. I'm going to have something, um, you know, that needs my attention. And if I want to have a house, that house is going to need care. And if I want to have things, so as we add things to our lives, we also add the threat of, uh, you know, saying mine and not mine, the threat of having to protect those things in whatever way that that is, uh, you know, from whatever hurt as we care about them. But as we care about things, they take our they take our attention. And so I'm I'm not at all saying don't care about things. I'm just saying that in the realm of working with being offended and working about you know, with being hurt or getting angry, we need to see that some of that anger is dependent on some of the things that we've set up in our life. And so to become conscious of what we want, I'm a big advocate of simplicity and not getting too lost in too many things and defining very clearly what we care about so that we can consciously be aware of, you know, what our lives, what our lives are about and what, what we want to be doing and accomplishing, etc. Um, but it's a it's an interesting point that and and maybe an obvious one, but it's an interesting point to say that as we have more things right that we choose to care about, we have more things that can be taken away from us, and we have more things that uh, our happiness then in some way depends on so uh, that's something to keep in mind and something that is related to this topic deeply so I'd really love it if when I pose questions um, if you were able to find the answers to those on your own and and sometimes maybe we'll do that but in this one I kind of want to point out what the answer is I, I said before that we were talking about anger and at what point you know can I or should I use my mind to work with that rather than uh, maybe just sort of dropping thought and going into a you know more meditative state about things and I want to point out that we get caught in the mind and that's you know in the beginning of this when you're just learning this it's really important to learn how to drop your thoughts so in the beginning it's probably most important to just work with your mind and presence. But as we grow, we want to be able to maybe teach this, maybe talk about it. We need to understand some of these emotions and how they relate and what offends us and where our borders are and all these different things. So we're going to want to use thought to figure things out. You know, hey, I have this feeling of anger. What's going on? What offended me? What's dependent? You know, what am I trying to protect? What am I holding on to? What's going on? Well, when we use thought, and here's the answer, it's when we're aware that we're using thought. We don't want to get caught by thought. We don't want to, and we will, and we do, and that happens. But, you know, ideally what you want to do is be able to place your mind on something. Krishnamurti talked about, you know, what, one of his great books is called Think on These Things. And so obviously he's not an advocate of not thinking, right? Thinking is important. Um, but he's thinking about important topics. Think on these things, he says, right? Not only those things, but just for that book, think on these things. Um, beyond that, he often says in some of his writings, you know, to look at things deeply. And, you know, that's what I challenge you to try and do. If you're going to use your mind rather than allow it to sort of run like a wild horse and something that we can't keep up with, let's place it on a problem and try and solve it. But be aware that that's what we're doing. Be aware that that's when we're thinking. And so I want to state, 
you know, just sort of as as a little go-to rule that it's okay to think, you know, when we're aware that we're thinking, just not when we're lost in it. So, uh, you know, there's the answer to this week's podcast, and uh, we'll explore a couple more ideas about it, but that's really the essence right there. So what we're trying to dispel here is that thought is okay, but it just needs to be conscious thought. So what is conscious thought? What is unconscious thought? And, you know, without doing any specific examples, we want to talk about controlling your life rather than being tossed around by external things that we're sort of out of control with, right? So it's not an egoic controlling like you own the situation, but it's more of like a detachment in that you're not going to get swept away by your emotions. You're not going to get swept away by these things. You're going to be courageous and sort of sit through, uh, you know, whatever comes. And, you know, that's a that's a more mature way to approach problems and, and life in general. So, again, what I'm trying to dispel is that thought is okay. It just needs to be conscious thought. So what is conscious thought, right? There are states of thinking like, you know, finding patterns and working with logic and setting boundaries and judging, and the need for those faculties completely exists. You know, we still need uh, to use the mind, but as a tool, right? We want to place our mind on things like, uh, you know, whatever, let's uh, social injustice or the energy problem that, that America is facing now and is going to be facing, you know, m- potentially more in the future. How do we solve that? We want to see what our addiction is, right? We need to use thought to kind of say, hey, we're a little stuck on gas, Um how do we find other energy sources? You know, that's a great place for thought. That's a great place to put our minds and, and work out a problem. Um, those, the need for that faculty doesn't just leave. Um, you know, I still need, as I'm, as I'm not a complete system, as I'm a part of this whole big whole of oneness, like the world, uh, I still need to eat. I still need to breathe. I, if you put me in a glass jar, that's, you know, the end of me. So as a process, as the process of Rob... I need to solve problems. I need to continue eating. I need to clean my space to whatever degree I need to uh, move on. So using our brain effectively is, is really important. The other thing that doesn't end is, is the arrival of emotions. I talked about anger before. They still exist. You know, people are like, hey, you're talking about this different state of mind. Well, isn't that just pure bliss forever? No, it's not. Sadness still comes. You know, a tsunami hits, and that's really sad. And anyone who's looking at that and is awake at all is deeply saddened by that. Um, you know, Jesus would have been deeply saddened by that. The Buddha would have been deeply saddened by that. Anybody um, that's not, you know, completely out of it would have been uh, deeply saddened by something like that. So sadness and bad and all these things, they still exist, right? Those, those, uh, those dualistic states, are the, the ability to describe them as good or bad is still there. But... Our attachment or detachment from that is still there. And I want to point out that detachment is not detachment from the situation. In fact, it's very opposite than that. It's detachment from the egoic self, right? The ego might be the part that wants to say, I'm not going to relate to that at all. I'm just going to think about my Prada shoes or my, you know, my beautiful car or my whatever, right? Instead of actually staying attached to the situation but detached from that egoic wanting sort of selfish, uh, you know, way of being. So it's really being detached from uh, your own ego when, when detachment, uh, you know, when we talk about detachment. So maybe that's something I could talk about a little more in another, in another podcast. So to say it in a little bit different way, and maybe even to say something a little different in general, 
going to break down experience or being alive into two ways of being, right? There's thinking and there's experiencing. There's thinking and there's being. There's mind and there's body, right? And philosophers forever have talked about mind and body and whether they touch and whether they're separate or any any of those things. And I have... Uh, I have some rich opinions about, you know, people like Descartes and I think therefore I am and all that stuff. And I'll probably be doing a whole show on, on you know, uh, throwing some of my opinions into the ring there. But I think it's important to realize that, you know, we talk about this whole – it seems that our society is kind of stuck in just thought, right? Their whole identity is in this egoic thing that lives in time and has this, um, you know, whole future and past, and it's carrying all this self with it. And that is really all thinking. That is really all in thought. And the 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 first light bulb goes off when you realize, okay, there's not just thought, right? There's this other state of being. And that may sound like, well, of course there is, Rob. I can feel my butt and all that stuff in the chair, whatever. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but to get to where you can actually put down thought and be empowered to bring your attention to this moment and sort of inhabit your body is a huge deal. Uh, it's really where we're all going to start to wake up. And I know I keep saying things like that, but uh, that's because it's true. Um, so what am, I, what am I trying to do here? The goal is to have mind and body in the same place at the same time, right? The goal is to have thinking and experiencing be related, right? And so that's when it's okay to think. That's when we're not lost in just thought and sort of out of our body and, and a little bit in like a separate place. Then we're able to use thought as a tool. Then we're able to do that. So I want to say that again. The goal, right, if there is one, and I know I'm hypocritical with that stuff, but because um, it infers time and et cetera. But the goal is to have mind and body in the same place. Um, and beyond that, we could actually say that that's a higher state of being, that as we learn to do that more consistently, that is a higher state of being. That is a more evolved human being, right? I'll just say that as a huge opinion and throw it out there. But the more evolved the person is, the more they are both in the dualistic state, and I just mean that by two at this point, not good and bad so much, but mind and body. When they bring mind and body together, we are functioning on a higher level. And I just want to throw that out there. So... um you know, we don't want to just use meditation to deal with anger by not thinking about it and not understanding it, right? We want to be able to have the, the thought around it, the healthy thought around it, and also the sitting in it and feeling it. And we can do that at the same time, right? We can have the experience of, wow, my chest feels heavy. I'm pissed right now. I am pissed. I can't believe that dude did that to me. What is going on? I'm mad, right? An unconscious reaction might be run over and punch him in the face. A conscious reaction might be, what am I feeling? What am I attached to? What's going on here, right? I'm still going to feel it, but I'm also going to use my mind and sort of think about it a little bit and uh, and investigate and learn from it and grow from it, etc. So I don't want to oversell thought, but I just want to say that that's an appropriate place to use thought as long as we're aware that we're doing it. So to wrap up, it is okay to think when you are aware you are thinking. Thinking is a tool, and we need to learn to use it as such. This is Rob Scott. This is Fundamental Shift. Thank you so much for listening. Be kind to yourself and everyone else. Have a great day. Let me turn it